Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line right here on Beeson, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard for the next two hours. Going to be great to talk with you, Mike. Always excited to do the shows with you, talk NFL. And I do want to start, obviously, we're going to have uh, Steve Mackinnon joining us later on this hour as well. Great numbers and insights here and some kind of revenge matchup data that he's got for the uh, viewers today that I th- find very compelling. Rob Guerrero is going to join us in the next hour, breaking down Thursday night football between Tennessee and the San Francisco 49ers. And Lou Fidicaro is going to join us as well. Normally, we talk some UFC, not just NFL with Lou, but the UFC's off for a couple weeks. Dana White, what are you doing to me? I need my fights, Mike, so we're not going to get that for the next couple he weeks. He hooked you up uh, early December. Oh, though, my goodness. Right? What a great card it's oh, been. December was fantastic for the fights, uh, but we will talk NFL with Lou. But I do want to talk with you, Mike. We had the double dip last night on Tuesday, not the way we expect to have Tuesday night football. Obviously, these games were delayed because of the COVID protocols and the concerns there. The tickets that did cash, though, the Eagles did get that win in the city of brotherly mm-hmm. shove 27 17 and the over somehow hit as well and they 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 covered all numbers it started off six and a half then the news came out that kyle allen couldn't go taylor heineke couldn't go and they had to go to what was garrett gilbert garrett gilbert i get him so confused <laughs> with dad this gail okay, okay right played sure. in the league and I, now i'm just getting old right but uh he played 
pretty well, kind of like Nick Mullins did the other day for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he benefited from a couple of turnovers. Uh, We know that. I mean, that shifted the field position right there. And then, um, you know, the Eagles got off to the slow start, too. So that that helped the football team. But the Eagles dominated that game. Uh, I mean, at the line of scrimmage, you can actually see that, uh, how they dominated the football team. The football team just didn't have enough preparation, uh, in particular on offense, too. Offensively, Gilbert, uh, great effort. I'll give him a great effort. But the running game wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, Sheriff was out. Yeah. that guy's an all-pro player, too. So uh, you, you saw that. I mean, if you were willing to back Look the Eagles. Look at the yards. I, I know. I know. That's <laughs> oh why like goodness. it's domination. Uh, but the Eagles almost turned the ball over. Turned the ball over way too much in terms of keeping it close or a tighter situation than, than what, what the game really seemed like it was. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised, uh, to your point here, 10-all at halftime mm-hmm. with those turnovers. Jalen Hurts gets that strip sack early on. So you look, boy, a little bit lethargic, but they picked it up. And I think the boys in the city of Brotherly Shove now feel like they've got playoffs potentially in mind. Okay. And now they've got a game where you go, it's this, the super short week, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's now Wednesday. they got to play on Sunday, but they do play the Giants. And that number was right around 10 uh, that I saw. I expect that to go up. Up, Pritch. Uh, basically, you know Danny Dimes is out for the remainder right. of the year, right? So they're going to have to go to Mike Lennon. Or Fromm. I, see, to me, it's Fromm, right? <laughs> I like, think what it do you have to be. lose if you're Joe Judge? Well, at this he point? pulled Glennon, right? He pulled yes. Glennon uh, after the pick uh, in the end zone right there. And I don't, okay, look, if you're Judge, if you're offensive coaching staff, uh, you fired your coordinator, you don't know what direction mm. you're going in, right? Uh, and so at this point for the Giants, uh, as a head coach, he's probably looking at this, okay, who's going to give me the best chance of winning? Uh, and I don't think he trusts Glennon. I mean, we might see Glennon get the start, but yet a quick hook yeah. because uh, we saw that with, with Fromm going out there. And Fromm moved the ball, even though he hasn't been there that long. But uh, he's no, he's nowhere near experienced uh, to where it's going to be a great matchup for them taking on the Eagles in this divisional game. It feels like, and, and Pritch, that's why I love getting your insight, because playing in the league for as long as you did at, at the highest levels, mm-hmm. and I say – this feels like the Giants in the locker room have already done one, two Cancun. Like, they're, they're, they're out. They're checking out, right? Is that, in fact, fact on teams in the NFL, Mike, when they have no chance of making the postseason? Because the Eagles have everything to play for. And to me, laying 10 right now right. still feels like the right side to be on. I would worry if Fromm plays, because here's a guy now who's energetic, trying to put stuff on tape, mm-hmm. for whether it's the Giants or somewhere else. That would be the only thing that would concern me if I'm back in the Eagles financially. Right, right. And, and then you have to determine... How how what, how talented Fromm is and, and how capable he will be with the Giants against the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles, they, they have loftier goals right mm-hmm. now. What you just mentioned about the Giants is true. Like, are you one, two, three Cancun as a team? No. But are individual players preparing for the offseason? Absolutely. Right. Uh, are they contacting their agent? Okay, what kind of interest am I going to have out there? Absolutely. Uh, is there a trade value? Because uh, I want out of here. Absolutely. All that stuff, the business of That's football. That's real. Oh, it's the business of football when you know you're not going anywhere. Right. You have to start preparing for the offseason. Because think about it. We, we got the Super Bowl, and then we got the combine and the draft. I mean, uh, and then you have free agency immediately right there in March. So uh, I think for, for an older player that might have been through something like this before, here I go again. I don't know the certainty of my head coach. I don't know the certainty of my GM. Mm. Uh, so there's so much uncertainty in that locker room that, yeah, as, as a player, uh, you're going to be distracted because you're going to be thinking about your future, not with the Giants per se, but just your future in general in the league. That is, as the kids would say, the real. Because, again, covering Washington for as long mm-hmm. as I did in D.C. for almost two decades, you could see where you knew that 
X guy is worried about free agency right. and worried about the next payday. And so you got a game coming up on Sunday, and I look at that line there. I just don't know how motivated the Giants can be. There's only one side I could back there, and that would be Philly laying the 10. And then also, can this head coach motivate this team? I mean, I, I don't know where the credibility level is for Judge. Uh, I, mm. I don't believe he has much in that locker room, not only with the players, but uh, also the coaches too. I mean, you think about uh, firing Garrett. Whether he should have fired him or not, justified or not, uh, you do that. Uh, you look, you hired a guy. Uh, and then, okay, you're going to fire him just now? I mean, just right. that quickly? And uh, arguments and disputes with other coaches that led to um, some turbulent times, too. So he's full tilt. <laughs> he's been full tilt the time wow. since he's become a head coach. And, and, okay, again, the GM situation upstairs, you know, for Judge – that's concerning, too, because where is the support going to come from? Well, and the thing is with Dave Gettleman, when you bring in Saquon Barkley, who I think everybody recognizes the talent, but he can't stay healthy, right. he can't make the club from the tub, and then you look at Danny Dimes. He might not be back in New York. He might have played his last football game as a mm -hmm. member of the Giants here, and Dave Gettleman, you drafted him. So, like, you're right. There's so many moving parts with this Giants football team right now. To say that they're going to be motivated just because it's a rivalry game against the Eagles, that's a tough sell for me to take those 10 points in the Giants. And then on, on the other side of that, too, I mean, I don't know if the Eagles are 10 points better than the Giants. Right? So, I mean, that's the other consideration here for, with betting this game. I mean, look at teasers. Uh, you can look at that for sure. Uh, but from the Eagles' perspective, too, uh, we saw Sirianni coach harder and more aggressively on Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. after the fumble. Like, yep. you can't do that. I think he does that because he has Gordon Minshew. He's got a backup. He's man. got a backup, and he knows that, and Jalen Hurts knows that. Mm. So you want to look for extra motivation. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not settled as a, as a starting quarterback or the franchise quarterback uh, for the Eagles, and, and I think that was conveyed to him. Uh, aggressively, like I said. Tough so, love. Uh, yeah, but he responded, he though. He did. And that's what you want to look for uh, from a professional athlete. The best way to, I don't know, motivate a prof professional athlete or to get the most out of a professional athlete is to scare him. Mm. Or her, depending you, on the sport. No question about it. And look, I'm right there with you when I look at Jalen Hurts here. And I thought coming out of Oklahoma, this was a poor man's Dak Prescott. I heard a lot of things about Jalen Hurts that I heard about Dak Prescott, okay. right? The accuracy is going to be the issue. Mm -hmm. Mobility we love. Right, I saw him taking deeper shots last night uh, against the Washington football team. And if Jalen Hurts, and it's funny because I think a lot of experts said that Dak can improve his accuracy. He did. Right. Now he's averted a little bit now in this stretch, maybe because of the injury, we'll find out. But if Jalen Hurts can do that, I think potentially he could win this job long-term in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I think initially out the box, would you like a quarterback out of college to be accurate? Yeah, right. but... All quarterbacks are not like that. Joe Montana wasn't accurate at Notre Dame, uh, but he became one of the most accurate quarterbacks, certainly. I mean, you think about Steve Young, and you think about a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks I played with, for instance, they had to work on their accuracy. We mm. saw Josh Allen improve his accuracy recently, too. So Another example. Right. I mean, the work that these quarterbacks put in, whether it's speeding up their delivery or shortening up their delivery process or their footwork uh, or certainly accuracy. I mean, these guys work on this. Time and time again. And, uh, and so out of the box, yeah, of course you would love a quarterback to be ready to go out of the box. Let's play with them right now. But mm -hmm. some guys take time to develop, and some guys uh, need to put in that extra work. I think Jalen Hurts is that type of player. Okay, uh, next segment, we're going to break down the other game here and some other quarterback comparisons okay. I want to get to. But let's put the script here to the Washington football team very quickly. They're going to take on uh, the Dallas Cowboys now on Sunday down there in Big D. And they're going to be laying a significant number. Again, before you wager this game, you've got to figure out here – 
who's going to play quarterback for the Washington football team? Mm -hmm. Will Taylor Heineke be back in? Will Kyle Allen uh, get through those uh, COVID protocols? Or will it be Gilbert once again? You see the Cowboys right now laying 11. That's already gone up where it opened up around 10. The Cowboys are not playing good offensive football right now, Pritch. But to to what you know here certainly is that this defense, they've covered – the last three big numbers they've had, and a couple of those on the road in New Orleans and against the Giants, and they're not playing good offensive football. Right. If they figure it out, and Kevin Moore, you know, it feels like to me this could be a team, a football team, that Dallas has got long-term prospects at 10-4. and mm-hmm. They've already wrapped up the division. They did that with, with the Eagle win yesterday. And by the way, the NFC has not had a repeat champion since 2004. Okay. It's bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. It's a bizarre stat. I just wonder now, do you think that the Cowboys will find their way offensively to cover this big number? And if not this week, when? Well, they're close. They really are. Uh, and you mentioned a key name, Kellen Moore. It's mm-hmm. on him. It's not on Dak. And here's why. Uh, defensively, Quinn's done a great job. I mean, they're talented, immensely talented. Michael Parsons is an incredible player. Ooh. And now they got healthy on the D-line. Uh, and then you got Diggs on the back end. So they're playing with a lot of confidence on that side of the ball. The scheme fits what they want to do and how they want to play, too. Are you and saying that Mike Nolan didn't have the scheme to fix it? Did yeah, no, he didn't. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Mike really well, but no, he did not. Not with those players. And But they've upgraded the players. But Kellen Moore needs to understand his quarterback mm. a lot better. You know, uh, Dak Prescott, he's not uh, a guy that you, you need to move out the pocket and have him create he is a pocket passer. Yes. He's a rhythm pocket passer. And Kellen Moore does not call the games, at least he hasn't, in the last few weeks to do that and help out Dak. And if they figure that out, watch out for the Cowboys. You're right. It's a great point because, again, you know, Kellen Moore is ordained he's going to be a head coach. And done a great job <laughs> the last couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Joe Brady was ordained in Carolina. Right. He's out of a job. Mm-hmm. So these coordinators, these hot young coordinators, you got to put in the work, too, and figure out your personality. It's a great point on Dak. We'll talk more about that game. And we also will get into Seattle and the Rams and their prospects going forward. Uh, it's going to be a fun couple hours here with Mike Pritchard. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It is football season. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi Line on Lisa and I am Dave Ross. He is Mike Pritchard. And, Pritch, before we go any further, mm-hmm. I did want to say I saw one of your tweets this week, and you should follow Pritch on Twitter like I do. And it's about the Pac-12. Okay. And I believe that you have been picked to serve. Uh, tell, tell the people about the program and what the honor is that they've bestowed yeah, on you. Yeah, I mean, uh, great honor, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Merton Hanks, uh, who's an associate commissioner of the Pac-12, contacted me and, and several others within the Pac-12. Uh, he wanted to form a football, alumni football council, because we want to boost the profile of the Pac-12 conference in terms of when it comes to football. That's awesome. And so we have some legendary names on this council. And uh, not too long ago, the Pac-12 conference championship game was here in Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, we had this table this great setting, uh, and we had this brainstorming session about how we can bring or help bring the Pac-12 forward in terms of the profile, boosting the profile, uh, and increasing the footprint, uh, and getting on the same level as people consider the Big Ten in their football conference, or even SEC in their football conference. Uh, there's a lot of prominent alumni, uh, a lot of proud prominent alumni, and looking forward to the future for sure. I am sitting by football royalty. I mean, I already knew that, and now it's been officially. Hey, good on you. Good on the Pac-12. Yep. I think it's very smart. Uh, Merton Hanks, though, caused me a lot of pain mm. as a Cowboy fan growing <laughs> up. Yeah, I could just see him in that secondary destroying us. Uh, let's get back to the football games last night. And uh, the, the Rams got the win, 20-10 to 10 over Seattle. The tickets that cashed there, of course, the undercashed. And, uh, boy, if you had Seattle plus seven, like I did, you might be going, Hey, how about the past interference at the end? See, I thought you were going to talk about my other tweet. Oh, because <laughs> I had another tweet. <laughs> um, it, it, you know how you got Moss is yes, a thing on yes. ESPN. 
Uh, so I put on uh, on Twitter instead of you got Moss, how about you got Hockleyed? You got Hockleyed. You got added. They got Hockleyed. They did. Get <laughs> they hockey-lead. did, right? I mean, and I, again, you hate to. And you it, do. You, you hate to say, but in our profession and what we do here, when we try to give you the best handicap, it felt like Seattle plus seven was the right side. Sure. They're up ten to three at the end of the mm-hmm. third quarter. They give up the touchdown, and on that touchdown drive to tie it, there was a third and twelve inside their own ten, right. where the Rams some inexplicably they get stopped, but they call defensive holding. On a five-year, and I just go, my goodness, what are we doing here, officials? What are we? And again, we're not going to blame all of this on the officials for the loss for Seattle if you had Seattle plus seven. But it just felt like that drive should never have happened, mm-hmm. the, the the tying drive, and at the end of the game, not blowing that pass interference right. call. I just don't know how you missed that call. So if you had Seattle plus seven, I mean, obviously Ooh. you're livid about that. No call on pass interference at the end there too. But yeah, we don't want to see plays like that determine a game. Now, no. the, the holding call that wasn't a holding call led to a touchdown. I mean, the Rams got into a rhythm, and they, they give them credit. They went down the field and scored. So, uh, but the, the problem I see, though, as a better uh, and as a player, is that officiating is poor right now. It is horrible that an experienced crew like that, mm. Hockley and all the other guys, they can blow calls like that, pivotal moments of a game, too. So that's what's discouraging. I, I get it. I mean, it's part of the game in any sport, really, from the officiating ele- standpoint. Right. Yeah, the human element. Sure. But when the outcome of a game goes back and falls back on, on two key plays and officials blew both of them, Boy. Uh, that's, that's hard to For stomach. For one right team. There. Sure. That's yeah. hard to stomach. So um, uh, betting across America, Josh Applebaum, myself, we talked about maybe a teaser situation. You can either tease the Rams down or certainly or take more points uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. It was a divisional game, and typically to me, divisional games are decided by one possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw this one within two, but two horrible Horrible calls affected that game. I'm right there with you. I did tease Seattle, so that one did cash, mm. but the, the straight-up plus seven did not. Right. And, again, you can look at that and go, boy, that, it feels like a bad beat if you're on the side of Seattle. Uh, very quickly, because I know Twitter has already fired Pete Carroll from Seattle. Mm-hmm. They've already said the marriage between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll is over. Oh, by the way, this is the first losing season those two have ever had. Right. Okay. By the, and just an aside, Mike Thomas still never had one, and he's above 500 in Pittsburgh this year. Big so before ben. we start re- retiring mm-hmm. all these guys and firing all these coaches, just remember, this is the first down year they've had in Seattle together. If it is ending in Seattle, and the team you played for know very well in that, in that organization, I wonder where Russ goes down because I was having this kind of philosophical debate about who Russell Wilson really okay. is. Is he a top 20 quarterback of all time? Is he? We know he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, go to back-to-back Super Bowls. You've won a Super Bowl. I think they look at him as elite. Okay, I thought he had a rough night last night personally. But you, you just start going down the list, and, you know, Steve Young comparisons came in. Who would you rather have, Steve Young or Russell Wilson? I think you, you stand firmly Steve in Steve Young, Steve absolutely. Young. Now, I, I might be biased because I played against Steve Young for a number of years, and I watched this guy play, and, uh, and certainly the evolution of his career from the USFL to mm. Tampa to, to what he became with the 49ers, obviously a Hall of Famer. Uh, no, I agree with you. I think Russell Wilson is a Hall of Famer. I, I do. I think he's a, a fantastic quarterback. But what you saw last night, was the product of the fact that Russell views himself in a higher light. Oh. And he wants that. Now, when you think about Seattle, when you think about the Super Bowl years, you think about Pete Carroll and the Legion of Boom. You do mix in Russell Wilson a little bit, but not as much as Sherman and Chancellor and all these other guys, Legion of Boom. It's defense right? first. Absolutely. Marshawn um, Lynch. But Russell, who had a great relationship with um, uh, the owner, Paul Allen, before he passed away, and so... Uh, he's he's looking for a spotlight situation. I talked to a number of people up there that agree with me on this. And if you watched him play last night, 
I mean studied him as he was playing. He didn't take the easy throws that could have helped him situationally, down and distance, second and four, second and five. He didn't take those. He, he stood in a pocket and he tried to create. Mm. He wanted something else to open up down the field. Now, why would you do that when you have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd on the other side? And, okay, your offensive line's not going to hold up. Uh, you do that when you're selfish, and, and you do that when you want to make plays and you want to be playmaker, and you want it to be about you. As opposed to, let me dump the ball off to a running back. Keep the change moving. ahead of change. Exactly. And win a football game. Uh, so you see that with Russell. And, you know, people blame, blame his finger. If his finger was affecting him, he would not be out there. If he could not throw the football perfectly or the way that he wants to, he wouldn't be out there. I played with too many quarterbacks that, like, look, I, I can't hold the ball a certain way. I'm not playing. I, I mean, it's just going to – I'm going to hurt the team from that perspective. So, uh, I think it really is wow. all on Russ, uh, and I think you see the coaches understanding that too, and uh, there's some friction there. We'll see how it plays out, though. Again, to your point, he missed a wide-open DK Metcalf that could have oh. easily changed the complexion of mm-hmm. that game. And now you take on the Chicago Bears this week, and you're weighing seven at home – Okay, and, and now for the first time, they are dead, right? They're the no playoffs for losing Seattle. Losing season. Right? Mm-hmm. So now you have that first losing season. And I wonder, how do you back? To, I know where the Bears are right now, and they're still trying to work things out. And Matt Nagy's fighting for his job security as well. And we're talking about coaches clearly in the hot seat and probably out of the respective teams. How in the world do you handicap this one with what you just said about Russell Wilson and what we've seen from the Bears? Well, I think as a player, I look at it from the locker room perspective. Uh, in the Bears locker room, they're excited about Justin Fields. Mm. There's a lot of players on that on that sideline, on that team, say, look, man, we we might be able to do something with this guy. We might have a shot. We might have a shot. Now, I can't control if this head coach is going to be here or not, but I can kind of control and support that situation. And, and we see the passion from Fields. It, he wants to be better. He's hungry. On the other side, I couldn't tell you uh, if there's that kind of motivation in the Seahawks locker room because you got guys that want, that want out. You know, they want contract situations. Dwayne Brown came into this year wanting a new contract to left tackle mm. uh, and in that situation. So you got Russell Wilson uh, probably perhaps wants out too. Now, he's saying all the right things, but uh, I, I wouldn't rely on that. I mean, the Seahawks are laying a big number, minus six and a half. I mean, the Bears, I, I don't think they're put together in terms of one of those teams – uh, in, in which they're going to, you're going to see that significant improvement. I, I, I'm not going to say that. But what I am going to say is that I think that team will galvanize and kind of support Justin Fields uh, in the best way that they can. It's fascinating uh, commentary, certainly on the state of the Seahawks, because you're, you're trying to gauge where they are, to, to Mike's points here, before you lay a wager on Sunday. You're right. trying to figure out the tone and tenor of that locker room right now. And I th- I think it's an interesting one because I know coming from Chicago, people might say, oh my goodness, we, fan base, mm-hmm. have given up on this team. But they love Justin Fields. They do. And I wonder, we'll find out at the fan base, the Seahawks 12, 12th man and all that, if they show up even on Sunday, to support this team. So to me, I'm kind of with you. I would take the six and a half and the Bears. I'm looking at that, to be honest with you, because the whole thing about this offense, too, with Russell Wilson, make it easier on yourself. You got DK Metcalf. You got cornerbacks squatting on your routes because Mm. they don't think you're going to run by them. And and yet you don't even get to a play at the line of scrimmage, which if you elevated your play, you would do stuff like that. But Seattle's not doing things like that and, and therefore limited.
with that playbook. And you know how he always ends every interview with Go Hawks? Mm. It might be a different meaning for Go Hawks because <laughs> he might be gone uh, after this year. It, it is fascinating right. to, to, again, potentially a top 20 quarterback of all time, and that's debatable. But it looks like the marriage of he and Pete Carroll will come to an end. We'll find out if that's happening or not. But I thought that was a great insight on why those tickets did not cash last night if you back Seattle plus seven like I did. When we come back, Fritz Grinnett, Steve Mackinan join us. He always has fascinating numbers, and we'll dive into those right here in Lombardi Line. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Prop tracker now available at VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the very best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and so much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. We love having Steve Mackinan join us each and every Wednesday to break down uh, his trends he sees and does great work in Point Spread Weekly right here at VEASAN. So, Steve, welcome back. Happy early holidays to you, sir. And let's talk about some of these trends that you have uh, in the article this week, which I do find rather fascinating, as we seem to, to notice each and every week. Let's start off with the Saints. And they are 19-6 and six, ATS in their last same-season rematch game. So you're highlighting rematch trends here uh, that you see divisionally. And, of course, they've got the Panthers coming up on Week 17. They lost that first matchup. And then Week 18 against the Falcons. So after they get through this Miami game, uh, I, I'm assuming that you would like their plays here because of their data and what they've done in those rematch scenarios. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, I, I would definitely think the rest of the schedule plays out favorably for New Orleans based upon what we found here. Uh, there's some very interesting nuggets uh, if you go dig deep into this 19-6 and six ATS record. Defensively, they've been very, very strong the second time around against teams. Now, uh, if you go back to the last nine games, eight of the games have gone under. Only one of their opponents has scored uh, 20 points or more in those games. So they're getting it done defensively. That includes last Sunday's shutout of Tampa Bay. You know, Steve, I'm curious about this next one, too, because the Raiders uh, find themselves in a unique situation, too, uh, and a chance, really a legitimate chance, of going back to the playoffs, finally. Um, they take on the Broncos coming up here at home. Uh, but I love what you have here about the Raiders are 6-12 ATS in the last 18 mm. uh, season uh, rematch games on the road, but are 5-2 and two ATS in their last seven such contests at home. Now, I, I highlight that because the Raiders at home this year and even last year at Allegiant Stadium, they don't have a great record. Uh, and I wonder if that factors into your trends as well. Yeah, it certainly does. So a lot of that is from last year. And uh, I mean, obviously, the if you look at the chart that I provide in the article, you're, you're going to look at the Raiders and think, I can't possibly play this team in the same season rematch. <laughs> the reason I point these this interesting nugget out is that it actually plays out semi-favorably based upon recent trends, how they're doing at home in these same season rematch games. Five and two, uh, like you indicated, and uh, the important thing here is both the rematch games they're playing here are at home. So um, 
again, in, in, in its entirety, I wouldn't play the Raiders, but yeah. possibly because of the situational being at home, it could be worth a, worth a uh, an investment. You want to point out again all these nuggets that Steve has. You can find them at VEASAN.com at Point Spread Weekly. Uh, some really good gambling information for you when you follow these trends. Okay, I'm not quite over the Browns' money line play I had against the Raiders, Steve, here the other day. You got a third and three. If Nick Mullins, if they call maybe a more dynamic little rollout, they're probably in first place. Now they're not. And when I look at these trends here, now they're in last place in their own division. Three yards was the difference between first and last. And you look at their remaining schedule here and their rematch trends, uh-oh, not good. At the Steelers and then the Bengals Week 18, 6-21-1. and one. ATS in their last 28, and Steve, you write that seems like opponents find a way to have their way with the Browns' defense in these rematches. That is quite the indictment here if you're a Browns backer going forward. Yeah, allowing 32.5 points per game in those uh, 28 games, that's <laughs> significant. Uh, you, you think of the Browns nowadays, they allow 32.5 points per game in those last two games against Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. They're not going to win. Uh, let's be honest about that. They're going to have to improve on that. Uh, th- these are winnable games for them in theory, and they're big games uh, that uh, that can make the difference in a playoff berth or not. But defensively, uh, the trend indicates that uh, they have not fared well when teams get a second chance against them. Yeah, you know what, Steve, too, I'm looking at the Colts team, and and this Colts team, I I think if Carson Wentz can elevate his game, I'm I'm not looking at his stats. I'm just looking at him in critical moments of football games. With this football team, uh, it it just seems like a team that I want to back for sure. Uh, And I love what you have from an information standpoint. The Colts are on a 28-9 and under uh, the total surge uh, in their last 37 uh, wow. same-season rematch games, too. Uh, and, and so that's interesting to me because I, you see how balanced the Colts are uh, and see that defense and how they're playing. Again, this is a, this is a Super Bowl run type of mm-hmm. team that I'm looking at and watching uh, down the stretch here in the, in the league, uh, Steve. Yeah, no, I'd like to see them throwing the ball a lot more effectively than they did last week against New England. That's going to have to happen if they're going to have success in the playoffs against teams like uh, Kansas City or uh, even like a Chargers mm-hmm. if they get somewhere matched up against that. They're going to have to score some points here. Now, this particular trend indicating the unders in, uh, in the same season rematch games, uh, you they played well defensively. Now, 28 unders, nine overs. It's a very interesting breakdown here. In the 28 unders, there's only been 36 points per game scored. In the nine overs, which are rare, they're big-time overs. They're 61 points per game. So, um, in general, this team's an under team down the, down the stretch, and uh, I would think they're going to put a probably good defensive effort against Jacksonville in that season finale. All right, John, we've gone long enough without talking about America's team here in the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> Steve, because I was fascinated uh, with your nugget here on the Cowboys. And look, as a Cowboy backer here, not just uh, obviously this week coming up against the Washington football team, but long term, they got to get this offense crank- cranked up. And in the rematch trends that you have here, and it did not play out a Sunday against the Giants as that game stayed under the total, but they are 17-7 and to the over in their last 24 same season and rematch games, and that would fit the script here coming up this week against the Washington football team, and then on the road there in the city of Brotherly Shove in week 18. Steve, this gives me hope that they're going to get this offense cranked up, or should I be cautious that maybe this means the defense is going to let me down? 
Okay, this this one is very interesting this week's game, Washington. The last seven times these teams have played them in the second game of the head-to-head series, they've gone over. And every one of those games, one of the teams got 30 points or more. So uh, for whatever reason, these second games tend to explode way more than the first one did. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's a trend. It, it, trends can die on occasion, but you have to think that what, that Dallas needs to get going here offensively. Could this be the game? Um, yeah, they had a nice win on the, on the road last week in New York, and I, I think they got a good chance to put it together this week. Yeah, Steve, they've been covering with defense so far in the last three games that they have. They've covered ATS. Really, a little sweat there for a backdoor scenario for the Giants, but really kind of comfortably, even though the, the offense is not playing well. Steve, very quickly, one other uh, divisional trend matchup that's not uh, on the sheet, but I just want to ask you about, and Mike and I talk, talked about a little bit, with the Eagles and the Giants coming up this weekend here uh, in Philadelphia. And again, the Eagles going to lay that big number of 10 against the Giants here. I know it's a shorter week because they played the rare Tuesday night game, getting ready for this Sunday. Is there anything in the data there for the rematch trends here that might apply? in this NFC East matchup? Well, if we go to the overall records chart here and uh, and look at the Giants, they've been pretty decent. 62 against the, 62% against the spread over the last decade in the same season rematch games. Philadelphia, 52%. So if you want to look at that, uh, both teams are reasonably well, but the Giants tend to adjust pretty well in that scenario. Now, if you go even deeper into if, whether the team won or lost the game, this also goes in favor of the Giants because uh, who won the earlier game? The the first time around? Yeah. I believe I believe Philadelphia I, won I the – I got to check on that, Steve. I can't – my memory. I can check it quicker, actually. I got it right in front of me. <laughs> 27-17 Giants. G-Men. Yes. Those... So it, it, when, when the Giants win their – uh, the first time around against the opponent, they're on a seven and four straight up an ATS run the second time. So uh, perhaps a good matchup here for the Giants, despite the huge underdog spread. I'm going to take back everything I said in the earlier <laughs> segments. And, uh, Steve Mackinan, again, great information here. Check it out, VEASAN.com, uh, Point Spread Weekly. It really is vital information for you out there. So we highly urge uh, that you do subscribe. Uh, Steve, it's great work that you do each and every week. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Steve Mackinan. Steve, happy holidays to you and yours. Keep crunching those numbers, and we'll see you uh, after, after the Christmas break here. Yeah, happy holidays to you guys, too. I appreciate it. All right, Steve Appreciate always you. does great work here, yes. and uh, really the numbers when you dig in. Mm-hmm. Now, now that gives me pause for my initial play, thinking after what I saw last night might translate. But again, that's why you got to look at those numbers right. that Steve provides there. So the Eagles minus ten might not be as easy pickings depending on who's playing quarterback here for the Giants coming up on Sunday. And again, it is a shorter week, Mike, and you know this from playing in the week here very quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you ever play a Tuesday game? Then have to get no, ready for a Sunday. No, never a Tuesday. Uh, Monday and Sunday. I mean, we never went through a COVID situation either. But uh, typically this time of year, mostly walkthroughs anyway. Yeah. The physical part of football preparation, that's gone. I mean, you're not really putting on pads either. Uh, So glorified walkthroughs because you just want to make sure that you're healthy for these games. All right. You know, we're going to talk more about this in the COVID situation here that's hit the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll break that down when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Tis the seven days of parlays. BetMGM is celebrating the holidays by delivering parlay presents to you every day for a full week from December 19th to December 25th. BetMGM customers can unwrap free bets and risk-free wagers when they place a one-game parlay. Plus, there are plenty of parlay boost tokens and other bonuses under the tree. If you're a sports fan, you're automatically on the nice list at the King of Sportsbooks. Not yet registered for BetMGM? All you need to do is sign up at the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com to enjoy a piece of the holiday action. Get in the parlay spirit at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. We have good news, bad news scenario for the Kansas City Chiefs as they get ready for a huge game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in KC on Sunday. Good news is 
No new players have tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. today okay. as we speak, Rich. The bad news is some guys you might have heard of, like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, are on that list. And right now, they are their status for Sunday is up in the air. And right now, the Chiefs, as you can imagine, a rather big favorite. Uh, they were eight. It's off the board right now. And I think because of these concerns, Rich. So... I guess the question is twofold. One, for what we do, how do you handicap mm-hmm. this, not knowing the status of their two key players that were huge in that win against the Chargers? And two, if you're Andy Reid, how do you prepare right. with the uncertainty that those guys might not be there? So let, let's tackle the um, betting standpoint, what we do. I mean, we saw the volatility just recently, a week, a week and a half ago, uh, and look how it settled out. And uh, you think about the Raiders game, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, that was a possession game. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about uh, the Rams uh, and, and certainly the Seahawks, that was the typical game between those two teams. And then certainly uh, Washington uh, and the Eagles. So uh, the, even though we have all this volatility, Here's what I'll say. Count on these players playing because the league changed protocols for a reason. Uh, And a specific reason in my mind is that they want their stars to play. They've opened a door and created an avenue to get the Travis Kelsey's and the Tyreek Hills and all these guys, uh, God forbid if they get COVID, available to play. They, They have that avenue now. So as a better, I mean, certainly there's going to be volatility. You're going to see the numbers move, but... Uh, I would anticipate these guys playing. Now, okay, you can factor in uh, preparation and all that, but you have continuity on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been together a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niang, the right tackle, hasn't really been there that long. But, uh, you know, that offensive line, they got some experienced players, though, to, to back him up and, and be okay there. Uh, but I would imagine Tariq Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey will be available. And, and here's why, too, because... I think the new protocols have allowed football players to be football players. For instance, if I walk into the training room and I got the flu and I'm symptomatic of the flu, they're going to send me home. But on game day, hey, we got an IV for you. There you go. <laughs> right? Right? Can he play? Can he play? Like, hey, we got an IV for you. We'll feel great. And so you have a 100 degree, 101 degree uh, temperature, uh, but yet you got flu symptoms, but hey, we got an IV for you. You're okay. I, I think you'll see. We'll get back to that work. business yeah. of football. Yeah, because when you allow a football player to become a football player, all we want to do is play. For instance, when I lacerated my kidney, uh, and I'm in the ICU, and the doctor say, "Hey, we're going to save your kidney." I'm like, "Okay, can I play this year? When I'm going to be available to play?" I'm like, wait a minute, you can't play anymore. You're done for the year. Wow, like, I, that was a shock. We just saw Chris Godwin on the sideline running running to get back in a game when he had a torn acl and he didn't know it until they had the imaging come through but he was running and preparing as if he was going to go back into that game so when you allow a football player to have that competitive side and and they have that avenue to play again i would anticipate players like these guys like kelsey and and tyreek hill that they're going to be available to play. I love it. I absolutely love it. It just feels like we saw what happened last year. We're not where we were last year. And you're right. The players want to play, and they're mm-hmm. going to play, and mm-hmm. they're going to figure out a way to make this happen, whether you like the change of rules or not. That's going to be the reality of the league. I remember Orlandis Gary, and I'm sure you do too. Right. Uh, one time in a football game back in the day before we really knew all this stuff, had over 100 yards at halftime, tore his ACL, didn't know it, didn't played know it. with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. These guys want to play. They're going to play. Mel- Melvin Ingram now is playing for Kansas City. He was once a member of the Chargers, right. of course, went to the Steelers. Mike Tomlin says he doesn't regret trading him 
to the Chiefs. He's changed the complexion, Pritch, of that Chiefs defense. Is that what Tomlin has to say, or was he just not a good fit in Pittsburgh, but yet it's fitting for Steve Spagnuolo in Kansas City? No, that's coaches speak right there. I mean, of course you want a player like that uh, on your defense opposite side of T.J. Watt because they have problems opposite of T.J. Watt. And that's Pittsburgh's defense right now. Devin Bush is not the same player because he's still recovering. Uh, he's limited with his mobility, with that ACL situation. Uh, and so you're seeing a, a Pittsburgh Steelers defense just not be the caliber that we're accustomed to. And so when you when you do trade a guy like that, of course you're going to miss him. And, and, yeah, you can have the coaches speak and say all the right things. But he's impacted the Chiefs, Chris Boy. Jones in particular, uh, who's also still in a COVID situation. Keep an eye on that one. But uh, I think with the combination of Clark, uh, Ingram, and Jones, uh, that's why you've seen the Chiefs surge in the middle of the year. That's a great point. Everybody just gives the credit. And I get it. Andy Reid and, and you know Patrick Mahomes going to get the line share. Of the this has been a defensive-driven mm-hmm. win streak. I know the Charger game was a little bit more wide open. But really, to your point, it's been the big boys up front, right. the Chris Joneses and, and Melvin Ingram at the linebacker position. So we'll find out if this game plays to an underscript. Because to me, that's the feel okay. that it has initially for Sunday, even though the Chiefs did get that offense finally cranked up against the, the uh, Chargers. Well, looking at Pittsburgh Steelers, I know. Big Ben hasn't played well or spectacular, but I mean, a lot of their games have been one possession games. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at uh, just go through their schedule and, and whether it's Big Ben having a comeback in, a, in the fourth quarter and helping the team kind of get through the backdoor situation or or you look at the fact that they've been competitive in a lot of these games despite the fact that their offensive line is not what it used to be. Mm. The running game is nowhere near everybody thought that from an expectation standpoint. And Big Ben, he's on his final year. At least that's what he says uh, out there with the Steelers. All right, 48 is what it opened at uh, for that total. But again, with the uncertainty of Travis Kelsey uh, and certainly Tyreek Hill, we'll see how that number plays out throughout the week. But again, open also with Casey at nine and a half, down to eight. And the total has been bet down to 44 and a half. So we'll see where that goes, depending on those players. And again, just knowing Mike Tomlin and how smart a guy mm-hmm. at football minus he is, he's not going to get in a shootout with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because he's not going to win that type of game. So in a game that they game script for Pittsburgh at 7-6-1 has got to be getting Najee Harris going, try to run the ball and ball control it as best you can against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but if the Chiefs get those players back, and I'm Oof. talking about Chris Jones and Gay and Ward on defense, uh, I mean, the Steelers, like I said, they're limited Good offensively. Luck. They really are, and they lack awareness from some young players. Uh, for some reason, they always want to run backwards after they catch the football, too, by the way. Have you noticed that? Chase Claypool. Claypool, all of them. Uh, they always want to run backwards. It's a, a possession route, one. Catch the ball, turn up field, and get positive yards. But they always want to run backwards and make somebody miss, and therefore they lose yardage. And, and situationally, that doesn't help the Steelers. It doesn't help Big Ben. And so you see the Steelers playing and executing that way, and that's frustrating as a better. Um, but if if the if the Chiefs are getting these players back, mm. uh, I mean, uh, that line dipped. It was at, what, double digits, right? Yeah, came it's down. At eight now, and the way that the Chiefs have been playing, uh, look for some, some fireworks, I, I think, from that offense and that defense. I think low-key, my favorite quote or give and take of the year was when Chase Claypool said, you know, we need to have more fun at practice, have some music. <laughs> and Tomlin came out to the media and said, I'll let the, the kid play wide receiver, and I'll go ahead and coach the football team. Yeah, that's just one of my like that's one of my favorite Mike Tomlinisms right. type thing of like, when you get asked about that at a press conference, yeah, yeah, we'll let him play wide receiver, <laughs> and I'll continue to be the head coach of this football team. Yeah, but they're dealing with so much though. When you're talking about uh, the dynamic of an older quarterback who's legendary, who's a Hall of Famer, and he's playing with all these kids that are yeah. so unaware, and he's just not used to that. 
and it's frustrating to Big Ben. You can see it on his face and when he goes to the sideline and the communication that he has with these players. It's just it's they're not all on the same page. And when you played with Heinz Ward and all these spectacular players, these legendary guys with the Steelers, uh, to me, I, that's a conflict for Big Ben. You know, it is amazing, again, when you look at the AFC North, and, and again, long odds here for the Steelers to somehow win this division. And, and we start with a huge upset in Kansas right. City on Sunday. But, Pritch, they're still right there. They are. At 7-6-1, and one, they're still right there. Mm-hmm. So the Browns right now are in last. The Steelers are right there. And, then of course, you get the Ravens and the Bengals, and they're going to have a, a very important game that we'll talk about in the next hour, uh, certainly on Sunday. But, but don't look now. But the Steelers are still hanging around this town yes. corner. Yeah. 7-6-1 right there in the hunt, not only for the division, but certainly for a, for a playoff. And I know that's what Big Ben is trying and Mike Tomlin, trying to get to those younger players that you mentioned. And, hey, we still have – we're in this thing. Right, right. And a lot of it is because of Big Ben, too. The seven wins that they have on the season so far, a lot of them were comebacks. And I think he had five. He was tied with Justin Herbert not too long ago uh, with fourth-quarter comebacks or game-winning drives to end the game and win the game. I just one more year. Let's see if Ben can come back for one more. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about the changing landscape, certainly in the NFL MVP odds, Pritch, when we come back, and they are changing rapidly. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.